So, of course, one of the three big issues that we come up against is the issue of inflation. And one of the things that we really need to understand in order to properly uh, address it is what type of inflation that we have. Specifically, is our short-run inflation what we would refer to as cost push? Or is it demand pull? And in future chapters, when we start investigating monetary and fiscal policy, the policies you'd put in place to deal with cost push inflation are very different than the policies you'd put in place to deal with demand pull. And think really quickly about our equilibrium and the different types of inflation that would happen if we had a change in either aggregate demand or aggregate supply. So we'll draw our usual curve. So we've got our long run curve and we know in the long run we're going to come back to where this long run curve meets our aggregate demand curve. And that whatever level we're at there, that's the GDP capacity. That's our ability to produce in the long run. In the short run, we might have a recessionary or an inflationary gap as a result, but in the long run, our curves will adjust and we'll come back to there. Let's take a look at first supply side inflation, or what we like to call cost push inflation. So we know that we operate in the short run. We've got our Keynesian curve here for our short run aggregate supply. Now suppose we have a scenario where in the short run goods become or resources inputs become more expensive. Well, we would have this this shift to the end and in the short run we would produce a recessionary gap. Notice that this recessionary gap, because it comes as a result of the change in supply, this recessionary gap results in inflation. And that's the inflation that we see here from P1 to P2. So the sort of policy that we're going to put into place is going to aim to bring our increase, our aggregate supply. And in doing so, we actually decrease inflation. And so that's going to become tremendously important, of course, as we're thinking through our policies. When we think through, for example, a minimum wage policy, which might have this sort of effect. Minim to increase our aggregate demand when we had this recessionary gap. What would that do? 
Well, it might increase inflation, but it would have the effect of bringing us back to our long-run equal equilibrium. So even though the price levels are the same, the real output is the same. Everybody still has the same amount of stuff. It's just that the prices for them are higher. So our wages would be higher, commiserate with prices for everything being higher. Notice one that we're going to want to look at is our demand push. And so we have our usual graph and here's our long run aggregate supply curve. Our demand curve, our aggregate demand curve, and our short run aggregate supply curve. And here's our price level, level of GDP. When it's a change in demand that has happened, we of course know that we'll temporarily increase our economic output and temporarily create inflation with this inflationary gap. So Think through some of the sorts of policies that we may now want to invoke. Imagine then if the we place a policy to influence aggregate demand, if we had this an inflationary gap. Well, it's not really going to do anything. It is not the, the only thing the policy can ever do. Yeah, it might have this effect, but if we're coming back this way anyways, it's just going to, it's going to be completely useless. We get a short run bump that will eventually get rid of us. We come back to here. So understanding a recession a recession, if we have an recessionary or inflationary gap, it's going to be important to understanding the sort of policies we may or may not want to enact.